Hey everyone, thank you for joining me as we continue walking through the strange Paradiso. When I think of um, coming on, I always picture myself walking with all of you like in a group, like we're walking down this path. And as we go along, we look in different directions and we can see different things, some of them strange, some of them mysterious, some spooky, creepy, and um, some that we are just really not too sure about. There is no category for certain things that we are confronted with. And today I want to talk about toxic cities. So I have come to realize that there are cities, whether we love them, whether we have been to these places, some of us may live in certain of these places, but they are and can be toxic. When I say this, I'm not only talking about to our physical bodies, but also to our minds, to our spirits, and so on. The reason that I want to discuss this today is because I was talking for with a friend earlier today, and uh, we actually started discussing different cities and how they have just degraded recently. It's like they are spiraling downward in a path of destruction. One of those cities is Los Angeles. I have a difficult time talking about this, not because it's something that I am unaware of or don't know too much about, but because Los Angeles is actually what I call my city because I am from Los Angeles. Even though we moved away a while back, we would still go there. There were certain places that we would like to frequent in Los Angeles. One of them was Felipe's, which is a um, restaurant. We would go to Chinatown. We would go to Alvera Street and just some of the stores there, the garment district and so on. Well, I realized so many years ago that it came to a point where as much as I love the Los Angeles, I have only good a good recollection of how it used to be. Nowadays, it is no longer the same. It is something that, to me, it still has the same potential it always had. But it's almost like it was used in other words, as like an ATM machine. So each person who became, I have a hard time saying this, but each person who became like, um, let's just say an official of Los Angeles just seemed to rape the city. They just threw a few coins at it and expected everything to be fixed. They don't really want to take the time that is necessary to rebuild, to correct all of the problems, to neutralize others. 
and to just take and put their physical selves out there to do these things. And that is actually what it will take. It takes a lot more than signing a piece of paper to throw more dollars at this problem that Los Angeles faces. I don't see anything like that happening in the future. So I um, don't believe that this problem will be corrected, at least not in my lifetime. If I lived to be 100, I do not believe that this problem would be corrected because of what it takes to correct this problem. So when I'm talking about toxicity, I'm not talking just about that, but I'm talking about some of the people who live in Los Angeles, okay? So there are people that I know who live in Los Angeles proper who are um, finding themselves tired for no reason, worn out, sad, hopeless. They always feel sick. They always feel more than tired, actually. It's like run down. And they say these things. They, they cannot get out of bed. They just don't have the strength barely to leave their house. Just thinking about doing certain things that they used to do makes them feel tired and sometimes even makes them feel sick. Well, these people are also empaths. There are many people actually who are empaths who don't know it. They do not know this. So when they start feeling like this, and the people that I'm discussing are people that I know personally. And so I know that these people are empaths. And they are very sensitive people also. They're also very creative people. So this is also taking away their ability and taking away their creativity. So they can't do the things that they used to do. It even affects their imagination because when you're a creative person, you have this gift of an imagination, which is also being taken from them. So my personal belief is that what they are feeling besides the obvious, okay, is negativity. They are feeling all of these negative emotions, that are surrounding them. We may look at certain parts of the city and think to ourselves, well, it's a nice place and everyone is, seems to be happy there and this and that. Well, not everyone is an empath either. Not everyone is sensitive. But I'm telling you, I know quite a few who have always lived in the Los Angeles area who are now just changing. And they're not changing and they're not angry, but they're changing and they are sad. They feel as if there's a heaviness on them. Things that used to be fun are now, all those fun things are taken away. So now everything is serious and they are feeling things that they have never felt before. So we were talking about this 
and I brought it to um, my friend's attention about what my beliefs are, what's happening here with a couple of these people that we both know. So along with that, okay, because we know that as far as, I'm going to say maybe the last five years, it has gotten worse. And now in 2023, my hope for the city is very, very dim because there not only has to be a change, but there has to be a complete change. It has gone so far that we are talking about an absolutely, completely different method of dealing with the things that are happening here. And it's not like it can't be fixed. It's just that once, in other words, once this place has been used up, well, then it's on to the next one. It's like we don't have time to fix what's broken. We're just going to move on now to the next place. And that is very, very sad. And when I think about the time that I spent there, the time that I lived there, and I tell people I can't go back there anymore, and it's not because, like, I'm scared to go back there. It's not because I just hate it so much. It's because for me to see the state of decline that it's in is something that I just don't want to put myself through. The city is very old. There's so much history there. And now, so many of these places are just pretty much in in a shamble. Plus, nobody wants to go there with me. I would have to go there by myself. And um, then you don't have anyone to share things with. I could... uh, just name so many places that, that we used to go and hang out in, at in just all the history, once again, that is in just that one city. But yes, it is a toxic city with all of uh, the energies that are there. And because it's an old city, I don't mean that it, uh, I mean, it has been established. It's an established city that goes way back. So, In that time period, between like the late 1800s to today, there have been so many things that have taken place, good and bad. But now it's like the worst part, the negative part is taking over. So that just kind of like puts an emphasis on the things that happened before that are of a negative element, not so much of the positive, okay? Because that's not what people are looking at these days. If anyone cares to watch any local news or read about any local news at all, there's really not too much good about Los Angeles that is in the news. All you're going to mainly hear about is uh, bad stuff, negative things, all the bad things that they say happens out there and so on. So that creates an element of um, negative emotions in people who view this. And so it just keeps that whole thing going. That's why I don't believe in watching T 
TV, you know, news and stuff like that. But anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. And um, the other thing about it is that these people, now we know two of them who live in Los Angeles. Well, they really need to get out of there. They really need actually to make a complete move out pretty much of the state. I would say that both of these people would benefit by moving to someplace like Sedona, Arizona. That's where they need to go. But they can't even bring themselves to do that because whatever it is that is surrounding them has also like put its claws into them or they can't even leave. It's like they're being oppressed. They cannot think about leaving. They can't think about really doing anything. It's almost like they've given up. So I told my friend, it's almost like they need an intervention. That's what needs to be done. So we're looking at about maybe in about four to five weeks. That's exactly what's getting ready to happen. There is going to be an intervention and actually we're going to attempt and I'm going to call this an extraction. Okay, we are actually going to attempt to extract these people physically out of Los Angeles. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But for their own benefit, this needs to be done. It's almost like they're slowly being poisoned or like they're slowly being drained of any nutrient that is left within them. I told her earlier, how, how much longer can this go on with day after day? It's like layers and layers of these people are being peeled away until there's going to be nothing left. So um, I think that four to five weeks is probably a good uh, time estimate of, I don't think that it can go on for like another couple of years. I don't that think, I don't feel that um, these people would be able to survive another couple of years. They need to get out of there. And it's really true, guys, about the toxic uh, areas where we may live, we may find ourselves. Some of us never realize certain things about these areas we live in, how we can be affected by them. Once again, some of us don't even realize that we are empaths. But if you are interested in that, you can read about empaths and what are some of the signs that you may be one. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up is now this is something that I'm going to have to censor myself a little bit to be able to get this out. I actually found this out today. I mean, this morning, because I didn't know anything about this. And it's like, okay, I wanted to write all of this down and make it really good. But you know what? I can't wait. I have to get it out. I have to tell you guys about this. All right. So a couple of years ago, I was listening to a podcast with someone who is very credible, a very credible person. And he was talking about these giant bones that were found on the island of Catalina and how 
some somebody who was there was going to take him and actually show him these bones. But then one day there is an agency or um, I guess it would be considered an agency. Now I'm going to spell it, all right? It is the S-M-I-T-H. S O N I A N Institute. So from now on, I'm just going to call it the Smith, okay? So it seems to me that, okay, it, they said that it was the Smith that came in and gathered up all these bones and took them away, never to be heard of again. I know I spoke about this a little bit a while ago. But I'm bringing this up because now it's happened again. And who, who knows how many times this has happened, okay? So, there have been quite a few times where these type of artifacts have been found. And then the smith has come and take them away. And so, the person who is talking about these things is left looking like a wackadoodle because... Well, they were here, but now they're gone, and we don't know what happened to them. The Smiths don't, The Smith said that they were going to come and take them, and they were going to be able to be put on view and this and that. But no, 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 that's not what happened. They were never seen again. As a matter of fact, the Smith would say something like, we don't know what you're talking about. All right? So now I read, actually I heard someone talking about how hieroglyphics and certain statues. Now, I'm going to go back to King Tut's tomb. And when they opened that tomb and they found all of these things, these gold statues and things like this in the tomb. And some of us, we know that and we have seen pictures and so on of uh, these statues of Nefertari, Nefertiti, and things like this, or Nefertiti, however they say her name, and so on, okay, made of pure gold. Well, hieroglyphic tablets, hieroglyphics on the walls, and these gold statues, and these statues were holding lotus flowers, okay? Now, the lotus flowers are like indicative of Egypt, okay? And these things are from ancient times found in the Grand Canyon. Yes, these things were found in the Grand Canyon. I believe it was in 1906, around that time frame, where someone discovered these things in the Grand Canyon. This is not theory. This is true. How would hieroglyphics get in to the Grand Canyon? So in other words, they're saying that you mean Christopher Columbus didn't discover America? Oh, well, my goodness. Who would have ever thought that? Actually, people were coming here long, long ago, all right? 
So I started thinking about this, all right, because there are certain sections of the Grand Canyon that we cannot go to. Oh, because they're treacherous, okay? So they're just looking out for the public, okay? Well, guess what? The 91 freeway in Southern California is treacherous. The 5 freeway in Southern California is treacherous. The 78 is treacherous. But yet, they're not closed off, okay? I mean, I know I'm being facetious here, but just stay with me. Every time... I hear about, oh, well, we can't go to certain places because, you know, they're treacherous, they're dangerous. I just, I just have to shake my head. No, I'm sorry, but that is a bunch of hoo-ha. The reason why we can't go there is because there are some things there that they do not want us to see who they are or whoever the agencies are who are in control of this. Okay, and it goes further. There are actually a couple of caves now, these caves have names. I don't recall. One of them is something like Kaplan or Kincaid or something like that. That is named after, I guess, people who found these places and actually went into them. The other one, I believe, starts with a P. I don't remember the name of it. But anyhow, you cannot, we cannot go into these caves. We cannot go around these caves. There's a no-fly zone over part of the Grand Canyon. You cannot fly drones there and certain other things because why? If it's all a natural area, a natural park, who cares, right? Well, because obviously something is being hidden. It goes further, guys. There, it is said now, I haven't been there. I haven't been to these areas. But more than one outlet, that I read has reported that there are armed federal agents out there making sure that people don't go into these caves. Yeah, and there's military out there making sure that people don't veer off of the designated areas. Really, they care about our well-being so much that they put armed people out there to keep us out of these areas? I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. But anyhow, let's get back to the Smith, the Smith. So, I started thinking, all right, all of these things now, these ancient artifacts that are found in these caves, why are they still there? You may, okay, and another thing is, you may be thinking to yourself right now, Ancient Egyptians came to America? Really? How did they get here? Well, they got here on boats. All you need is a boat. And this was a more advanced society than a lot of the history books will have us believe, okay? They knew how to navigate by the stars. And back then the stars were more clearly visible. There were no other type of lights and lighting and planes and anything else, smog, to interfere with the stars. They easily could navigate. 
So yes, do I believe that they came here on boats? Yes, I do. Yes. How else could you explain that? So, why now are these things still there? As well as these areas, and there's more to this, okay? They have places out there that are called pyramids, that are, there's one, the statue of uh, Isis or something like this out there. It's all very interesting. And also, the degrees of these things, the, how they're carved out, the alignment with certain celestial bodies, okay, is all there. Just like the pyramids, just like so many of the structures in the ancient world were built, all right? You got all of these alignments. Well, guess what? It's all there also in certain parts of the Grand Canyon and in those areas where certain of these things were found. Now, let's go back, all right? Why are they still there? If they were discovered in 1908, 1906, whenever, why weren't these things removed? All right? I started going in that direction because you know how I am, how I start thinking about things. Once again, I relate everything, okay, like this to, you're going to tell me they put a man on the moon in 1969 and then they're able to fire up the spacecraft and drive it back to Earth and they couldn't remove these things from the canyon? Okay, so I start thinking, all right, so by leaving it there, how is it beneficial? Who benefits? Well, it's simple. Because these things were built. Now, these things were carved, all right, built in alignment with the stars or the moon, whatever it was. These things were placed in there. The hieroglyphics, they had to get somebody in there to decipher these hieroglyphics, all right? So that it is known what these things say. Well, they left them in there because it is ritualistic. If they remove these things, the ritual cannot be performed. They have to be left in there. So what does that tell us, guys? That tells us that whatever the rituals are, for whatever reason, they are still being performed. That's why these things are still there. That's why these things are being protected by armed agents. That's why we can only go to certain designated areas. I know that this place is huge. I know, okay? But we actually pay for all of these things. It's a national park or a national monument. 
but we cannot have free reign of the place. Then it occurred to me that whenever something is national, that means that it's owned by the federal government. And then they have the nerve to come out and say, oh, the federal government owns these parks and it's put into a trust for the American people. Okay, I never heard such a load of crap in my life. All right, what does that mean? That is just a big circle of nonsense. Put into a trust for us. Okay, so when do we get the right to wander about freely? in this park that's put into a trust for us? Why is there a no-fly zone over part of it? Why are there armed, in other words, armed guards out there? And the reason that I brought the Smith into it is because the way they go and confiscate everything, why didn't they go out there and confiscate that? the artifacts. Well, it's because if they did, the ritual would not be able to be performed. I'm not trying to act like I know what the ritual consists of, but I do know, I feel very strongly that that is why the stuff is still there. Yes, I found out about this this morning. And I'm telling you guys, I wanted to just get it all down, write it out, but I couldn't wait. Once again, I had to come out and tell you guys about this. So you'll be able to find this stuff easily. And so then it leads me to think about other things. Because it seems that we have been pretty much lied to. We've been given a whole, a whole uh, through our so-called education and history books and so on, just a whole bunch of hoo-ha. And what they didn't come out and insult us with, you know, insult our intelligence with, they have just suppressed. I don't know when this started actually, with this um, made-up history, this fabricated history. I can't give you a year when this actually started, but someone mentioned to me that it all began when, I guess, the Rockefeller Foundation became the uh, whatever it is, the foundation or whoever that started writing books for the school systems and so on. Somehow, they became part of the school systems and the curriculum. And that's when we started getting all of this BS history that is pretty much all fabricated and a bunch of lies, just like the Civil War. The stuff they tell us about the Civil War is not true. But we have to find out the truth for ourselves, just like the stuff they tell us about the Titanic isn't true. Most of the stuff that we're taught about in school is not true. I'm even wondering if any of the math that
that is taught in schools is even correct. I mean, I, I'm serious, guys. I know that this is not anything that is um, creepy or paranormal, but I believe that it's still something that we should know. We should know about this. If, if I'm paying for something, I believe that I have the right to go wherever I want to go and check this out. And why am I going to be held at gunpoint if I want to go and take a look at something? See, little by little, these things will start seeping out. You cannot hide the truth forever. It just cannot be done. And nowadays, it's even more difficult. I look at so many years ago, people used to be able to commit certain crimes. Well, you can't do that anymore. It's very difficult. It's so difficult now for people to fake their own death. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a lot more difficult than it used to be. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And if you're interested in it, and you really should be, you really need to go and take a look at this. Okay? And take it further. The other thing that I wanted to say, now I saw this this morning. I got a lot of stuff done this morning, man, I'm telling you. So anyways, I saw this this morning. And it is another ghost. I'm going to call it a ghost show, okay? A paranormal show that I don't know if it's out already on TV or if it's going to be coming out on TV by another pretty well-known person who is all of a sudden a leading authority on ghost, the paranormal, witchcraft, and other things, okay? Well, the, the witchcraft part, I might believe, because we all know that there are many people in the so-called celebrity realm who are into this. But anyways... Now you've got another person who is, um, has this show. And I started thinking, this person, I don't know what she does. I don't know like if she's a singer or an actor or whatever she does. But I have heard her name before. And um, you may know who I'm talking about. I'll just say that her name is uh, Vanessa and her last name starts with an H. Okay? So... It seems to me that she may appeal to younger people, maybe teenagers and the things like this. I'm not 100% sure. But um, what I see happening here is this, to me, is dangerous. Because what it's going to do is it's going to pique the curiosity of younger people. I'm not saying everyone, but some of them and maybe even some who aren't so young, okay? But it's going to start um, piquing their curiosity and they are going to say, oh, well, look at how easy this is. We can just go and try this. We saw this on TV. Nothing bad happens. It just looks kind of fun and entertaining. So it's going to create a new crop of dabblers. That's what's going, I see getting ready to happen here. Because, let's be real, 
I think the whole um, ghost adventure thing has pretty much lost its luster. That should have happened like so many years ago. But anyhow, a lot of these shows seem to just be kind of boring now to a lot of the population and people are kind of tired of the same old stuff. So now it has to go further. This show, what I saw of it, goes a little further. Because now you've got like seances, now you've got some, maybe some spell casting and certain other things like this. But it's a little more uh, ritual type of uh, thing, it seemed to me, from just what I saw. So, see, that's what has to be done. When something gets too boring, well, now you have to intensify it to keep people's eyes on these types of things. So, okay, once again, we're going to have more dabblers coming out and it's going to cause some problems. So we have to be ready for this. These are the type of things that actually open portals and let more of these entities and even creatures, okay, into our realm. And I know that this is going to happen. It's not just a matter of if. It's a matter of Hmm, should I set my clock to when this is all going to start taking place? This is careless on the part of whoever this is being funded by. I, I don't know what channel this is going to come on and the sponsors and everything, but this is very careless as well as dangerous and we are going to see, actually, people are going to get caught up and uh, it has the potential for people actually suffering from this, what's getting ready to happen here. I, I'm a firm believer that dabblers are the most dangerous people, not only to themselves, but others and their families and the people around them, because they're not doing their research. When you are getting ready to do any type of, um, I'm just going to say hunting, okay? You're going to just get your flashlight and your whatever, your K2 meter and go out ghost hunting. If you just go out like that without doing research, without realizing some of the things that can actually happen that are not good, that is, uh, I'm, I'm going to say probably it's a bigger percentage of people who just go out like that than people who actually take the time to study. Because there are pros and cons to everything. I know because I did that. I didn't study about it. I didn't research about it. Of course, this is a long time ago. But there I went. My friends and I, there we went. We didn't know shit about what we were doing, but we went anyways. Thought it was just going to be fun. And uh, and we got a little bit scared. Well, that was fun too. But um, in later years, well, guess what? It wasn't so fun. But that is actually when I started doing research. So it was almost like putting in the fire alarm after the fire. Burnt your house down, okay? But I see more trouble on the horizon because of this type of thing. We can 
think about ourselves, how we were, say when we were really young, 12, 13, and the things that we would do or we would be game to do. Oh, yeah, you know, that sounds like fun without realizing that there could be repercussions. Maybe things would follow us home. I told you guys about when I was doing things out outside, like in my garage, and then Victoria said, because uh, I told her, I think I opened a portal, and she said, well, did you close it? And I was like, what? I didn't open it on purpose. And she said, well, that's all fine and dandy, but you have to close it also. See, I didn't know about that. So there's a lot to it that we don't know, we don't realize because we don't do our research. I'm not saying all of us, okay, but I'm one of them. I'm guilty of doing that. I'm guilty of dabbling. That's how I know how dangerous it can be. I've also been told that a lot of these people, a lot of people who... um don't take the time to read about what it is they're getting into so that they can do these things properly and so on are some of the reasons why we have this phenomenon called shadow people. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. This is just something that I heard and that they open these doorways, all right? They open these hallways where these entities can come through and then they can come in and out as they please because now there's an opening and that these things are not good, but these things are negative. See, I, I'm not gonna tell you guys that I know everything about shadow people and I'm all read up. This is something that I heard actually pretty recently. And some people... Like when I saw them, they just kind of like darted around the corner of my eye and stuff like that. But there are some who have seen these things face on. So um, I believe that that is a possibility, that that is how they get into our realm, as well as many other things, even some cryptids, how they end up here. These things that people have never seen or heard of before. Even strange, some of these strange sounds. People don't know where they're coming from, but they hear them. They're recorded in all these different countries. Well, wouldn't it make sense to say that if there are entities that can come through these corridors, that sounds can come through them also? Any opening, okay, these things can come through. So it wouldn't only be creatures and entities. It could also be sound. It makes perfect sense. So I just wanted to come on today and talk about this as we, take, as we took our walk because... Um, I believe that these are pretty interesting. I hope you found them interesting as well. I'm going to try to be back on tomorrow with some more stuff. It's like 
Sometimes things get kind of dry, like we don't have a whole lot maybe to discuss. I always have some stories that people share with me so that I can always have something to bring on the walk. And sometimes it's like there's an information like dump and we just get all of this stuff coming at us all of a sudden. Today was one of those days. It just, I got all of this stuff before noon. As a matter of fact, I got all of this information between, let's see, uh, seven, within three hours, from seven to 10. Then I met my friend, we hung out for a while and discussed a couple of things. But yeah, all of this stuff just uh, came this morning before noon. So anyways, guys, once again, I want to thank all of you for joining me. I would not and could not do this without all of you. I appreciate every one of you coming with me and taking this walk, taking this journey. Sometimes we have to veer off the path a little bit. Sometimes we have to actually sit down and discuss certain things. Today is one of these days that I feel that we almost had to like sit down for a moment and bring these things forward and kick them around, you know, discuss these. And um, I'll try to be back tomorrow. Anyways, once again, thank all of you for joining me, okay? Until we walk and talk again, I hope everyone has a great rest of your Sunday. We'll be chatting again soon. Ciao.